Possession crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Hello, welcome to the RTGA podcast. Uh, Monday morning has rolled around and I'm joined as always by Rory O'Neill and by lovely Anthony Daly. How are you doing, lads? Great, Mike. Mike. It was an eventful, eventful weekend at Hurland, but um, not as eventful as your, your your failed trip to Cusick Park, Dalo. Oh, yeah, Sunday. Oh, stop. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Uh, oh, God, like, yeah. I'm, I'm obviously still nine weeks more to go before I'm back on the road from after my my uh, my knockout, as the tip lads would say. And uh, so... Up doing the match Saturday night, great atmosphere. Parnell, the match didn't live up to it, obviously. But train down and you know, 10 o'clock out of Houston into the junction, which is kind of handy rather than going to Limerick City. But what I didn't know is we had to drop Orla back to college. She was in the car, so we had to go into Limerick City. Quick bite to eat, out to the tunnel. Uh, a lad in front of me trying to swipe his credit card. First of all, on the kind thing, I'd go out and give him two euros, put it in the thing. I just, we all want to go to the match. About a mile and a half past the tunnel and you're the, or the toll bridge puncture should be simple enough, like for a grown man to be able to, but could not get the last nut off. Got three of them off, couldn't get the fourth one off. So eventually I had to ring for a call out. And just before the call out fella came, a lovely, lovely land, Declan Goldrick from Kadizer pulled up and had it fixed. He, he had a real toolbox in the back of the car. So missed the park, uh, missed the Sunday action. Thank God for TG Carr's delayed showing. I was able to sit down with a cup of tea and relax and watch it, Mike. But uh, are, yeah, are we, after are, Sunday I was planning. Are we blaming a, a mechanic and a pneumatic gun for having that nut on too tight, or do you just not realise your strength the last time you changed the tire? I definitely Zephyr's car. I didn't change the tire, <laughs> so yeah, we're blaming some sort of automatic system of of tightening doors. Yeah, but uh, I don't. I didn't have the right equipment with me anyway, Mike. That's one yeah. thing I'm doing. Yeah. Well, look, you, you, maybe you're just as well to miss out. Jeez, dark days for Clary. You can't even beat the whipping boys. Of Division One, your name. Yeah, yeah, that's it, Jared. <laughs> you say it like that, and look at it all builds up for an epic with themselves and Offley now a repeat of '94, really <laughs> making lots of ways now to see who stays up. So that's just true, look yeah. like to everyone and our neighbours down the road there and our neighbours and Offley up the other side. So I wonder who we, we get watch a with in, keen Rory. interest, like we're safe now, obviously ourselves. So we watch with keen interest. Yeah. Put a strong referee on that one, Roy. Oh, big time! And uh, look, it'll be uh... with a good watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it in 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 a funny way. At least there's a little bit of jeopardy. I mean, look, Toffee are going to be really up against it. Um, <clears throat> but Liam, I think, was on with us last night, and he was making the point, and it's not an unreasonable one to make. Like you could argue, the most interesting match on the last round, we'll say Waterford Kilkenny, but is probably Cork Wexford because they don't meet that often, Cork and Wexford. Jeez, they're both true now, which is an awful pity, you know, because the game now will effectively become, you would imagine, a bit of a training match, really, like where both teams will probably put in, you know, try lads out and give lads a run and that type of thing. So it is a pity in that there's not as there's nothing on the game. But um, yeah, so and but his point, his point on that, Rory, I think maybe a straight final, straight final, it'd yeah. be a massive match, wouldn't it? Mm. Massive, like I mean, I would I would say Wexford Park would be close to full yeah. for that. I'll you know, it. it would be it would be a fantastic. Yeah, no, the one the one drawback from going to a straight final, I don't know if it's a like I think in the condensed calendar, maybe it's something that has to be considered. Look, in fairness, they did get rid of quarterfinals, and as we know, everything in the GEA in terms of change, it is a kind of an incremental thing. It's not generally done. 
drastic and radical overnight, but maybe semi-finals are something that will eventually go as well if this particular format persists. But the only thing then is, I mean, you have five league games, then you have a final, you know, is that, an, is that enough? Is that, a, is that enough games? You've got to bear in mind, okay, the teams and the players might say, yes, it is. But you have to bear in mind, like, I mean, you saw the crowd yesterday in, in, in Cusick Park in Ennis. You saw the crowd below in Walsh Park. You saw crowds like all over, like big, big crowds. Like there was a big crowd in Parky Creeve, mm-hmm. even though I mightn't have looked at. Like they're very valuable gate receipts for county boards this time of the year. And that's and one particular drawback if you do decide to reduce the semifinals out of it. But look, I suppose mm-hmm. that's part of it. It is a league though, you know, that's often think like it's yeah. a league. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, you can have your cup competition, which is obviously are all Ireland, but I think the semifinal league. I, yeah, I think the yeah. semifinals are going like I mean. There's probably a good chance you're looking at Kilkenny Watford on one side. Now we know Cork Wexford are already through. She's they're going to be great semi-finals, you know. If no Dublin still have a good chance. Of yeah, Dublin still have well. a good chance. Good like, chance. Good chance. Watford depends on what. But home. even if it is Dublin, it'll be a fa- like they'll be brilliant yeah. semi-finals now. Yeah. Brilliant. Kilkenny and three teams who want to win the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you know, was he ten leagues won as a manager? Is he ten? Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen him to be too bad. Really be accused of that. Yeah. Nah, no, I know. I'm only joking. Um, but sure, look, I was the only one here last week, Dela, who's who predicted a Kilkenny win. I said mm. a, a beaten down Wexford Kerr will very, very rarely back against Kilkenny. And you know, I, I actually think it's the sight of a Leinster opposite uh, opponent kind of gets Brian Cody's juices flowing and yeah. his team juices flowing because I don't That's think anybody. Yeah, I, I, I was predicting a Dubs win, Mike, and, and, and too, walking yeah. in, walked mm. in to meet your Canning up in the commentary area, and he said, "Oh, O'Donnell is out." And straight oh, away, I thought, yeah, big shifter here. Like, you know, he's, he's that powerful a man, yeah. But Jesus, they were, but that's I know. And we have we've 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 written love letters to Owen O'Donnell here often enough on uh, on the podcast, but at the same time, that was a Kilkenny team, like rejuvenated is the headline on our website. Like, that they were they did seem to have found a bit of a spark. They also found you know the bulk of their Ballyhale players by TJ, who's on his honeymoon, I believe. So, um, that injection of fresh blood has certainly gave them a bit of a kick. Oh, they they played very well, Mike. Um, they really obliterated Dublin all around the field. Like Dublin never got a grip on the, on the game, and that central axis I probably referred to it in the the commentary. You know, Hugh Lawler rocks out about Deegan sitting in the pocket then. Nearly impossible uh, for Ronan Hayes. Blan- Blan- Blanchfield was, un- I know, and, and rightly so, you gave man of the match to uh, Hugh Lawler and he was outstanding. But I thought David Blanchfield was, hmm. oh, did he score three points from wing back? Three, three points, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way he took him as well, Rory, he kind of looked up. Is there anything yeah. on? No, I'll have a cut. So, you know, and, and Parnell, I suppose, being that little bit tighter, you have more license to shoot from the halfback line, I guess. But, uh, yeah, he can certainly feels like a Kilkenny wing wing back, can't he? He's got that ability. Mm-hmm. He's got the spring. He's just got you know the ridiculous bravery, like the kind of what you kind of expect from a Kilkenny wing back when it comes to fielding the ball. Wait till he fills out, Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he looks like he's a fair bit of bulk to get on yet. Like in Jimmy Mackey, look, he's paced as well. Like so, I'm chasing somebody there, second half, and he made up the ground, which is you know it's grand having the size and the hand and the striking, but you need a bit of pace. Yeah. No, he seems to have it all. I wanted to mention just um, the the focus was on Limerick's Rory Limerick's third red card in in their four league mm-hmm. games thus far. Understandably, of Aaron Galan. 
But he wasn't the only one to be shown around Cardiff this weekend. Obviously, yeah, there was Claire's Claire uh, saw the line as well for persistent fouling Jack Brown. But the, I just saw the one in the Antrim Leash game, which which should have been pivotal because it was in the twenty fifth minute. Mm. Jack Kelly was sent off for a swipe. These are just stupid fouls people are doing yes. when they know. Well, like, referees have been camping down on this all spring, and with any luck, they'll camp on down. Camp on, like you can't turn around and hit a guy a belt of the hurl after the whistle is gone with the referee standing in front of you. It's just mindless. You've got, if, if I remember correctly, he'd actually won. His, he had been given the free. Yeah, yeah, he'd won the free. free yeah. the, the free he didn't like finished. how he was fouled. It game, didn't look in, like there was much in it. In a game where they really needed to win, they're at home, you know, they've targeted it probably from the very, very start. But yeah, it was... It was just daft, you know. I think he'll know he'll know that himself. He definitely let himself down there, but I, you know, like you just won't get away with it now anymore. The sending's off, I think, across the board. I did, will Limerick be all that too worried? Aaron Galland said it was a kind of a. I thought it was just the second yellow, and did you? Jeez, I thought it was very. I I, I thought yeah, it could have been. Yeah, if he I, wasn't already on a yellow, he didn't make, the ref any, he didn't make any contact. But you could see that he was wasn't for one to try. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> second pull, but the ball was nearly gone out into the river behind the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I like. I'd say, I'd say in a more general context, like I think the biggest worry from a Limerick perspective. I mean, I know Jack Brown was sent off as well, and probably maybe a bit of lip and maybe persistent foul, and that was a silly one as well. Given like it, Jack Brown and Jack Kelly, I think were particularly silly given the situations that both those teams found themselves in. Like from a Clare perspective, they had Limerick down to fourteen. It was about ten. It was about eight or nine minutes to go. Really good chance to go on and win it. You know, and now you've evened it up and you've given the ref <clears throat> the convenient task of making it 14 apiece. It was later than that, Roar, I think. Was it? It was. It was injury time, I'm fairly sure. Was it? Yeah, he yeah, played I think second, it was later, yeah. But he did play six or seven minutes injury time, I think. Uh, but the, um, the the worry from a Limerick perspective, the one thing, and Shane mentioned this, and it was some, Shane mentioned this last night, and it was also something that I noticed as well. It's a, a lot of the time, it's forwards that have been sent off, like Peter Casey, Garrod, uh, Seamus Flanagan, and now Aaron Galan. And you would wonder from a, an opposition's perspective, like the defenders, generally speaking, I mean, they like you know this, defenders were generally the lads that usually, usually got sent off for the late swipe or the dirty pull, right? So I'm just wondering, is there potentially the perception starting to drift out there that if you if you shake their tail or if you pull their tail a small bit here are you likely to get a reaction and if in this like I mean if you go down to 14 players now particularly going into championship and particularly in a game or in in, in the kind of blockbuster nature of week after week where you then be dealing with a suspension on top of it I mean it's 100% I would imagine something that Limerick are going to have to tidy up ahead of the 17th of April and yeah, kind of a tough, aggressive forward line, I'd say, for a yeah. young yeah. It has really stood to them. You know what I mean? Obviously, they're going for the fourth dollar in the five years. So, but in that respect, they're hardy boys, like they're the kind of nearly old fashioned backs. Yeah. You know, and there is that tendency to say, I'm standing up for myself here. And for everyone, when you when the spotlight is on you that much as it is on them, and how's Canert doing it? What are they doing? What's the game plan? Is it just the best players? Mm. 
everyone is trying to come up with an angle to stop you like and they're being shared around as well. I don't mean there's one manager ringing another manager, but they're aping what they've seen in a previous game. So that, that tends to, and I, I think it's very unhelpful in their bid to do three in a row. I, I just think it's nice that they don't need. Mm. It's, it's gone on. We all said after Gerard's one, Gerard Hegarty's one. Like referees are human, Dale, aren't they? So they're going to yeah. be reading and listening to all of this. And they're going to say, Oh, Jesus, Limerick can be a bit flahoo. Look with the Hurley or a bit flahoo. Look with this. The next thing, all of a sudden, you might get one where you don't actually deserve it at all. Yeah, yeah. And that's the danger. And that is the danger. But we all said, Rory, um, the night in Limerick, that after Gerard's one, that probably the best thing that ever happened. It'll, you know, it'll just wise them all up to this now. But look, <laughs> then follow a week in Carlton. <laughs> yeah, Jamie gets one. And then Aaron gets one yesterday. And I thought it was fully deserved, Rory. Right. I mean, he probably was being held, right? But you again, again, a bit like the dunt. You don't respond to the dunt with a swipe of hurley. Do you know? So, yeah. for me, that's just... Would it, would it be to fair go. to say that um, 40 minutes in Connor's, Connor Cleary's company w- w- would try any man's patience, Dale? Would that be a fair thing to say? Playing well. Playing well. Connor has done good. <laughs> good. He's, done, he's really solidified number three for Clare. And with John Conlon back at number six now and seems to what a game he played just he played, just, he played really well yes like for, for for Brian Lohan I think this is massive wake up Monday time saying God like three and six now and, and even David McInerney back to what we think is his form David Fitzgerald we know these fellas are capable of this Mike and mm. we saw it yesterday I think for the first time in a while and um, very encouraging from a clear point of view there's a good buzz even down here last night in the bar People were come back from the game and they were just saying, Jesus, great to see it. We were set up now for the championship. And you know where everyone had clear bottom of the power ranking in Munster. Maybe there's a bit of a rethink on that now. Possibly. The fact he didn't answer my question about Connor Cleary pretty much answers the chat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, look, he's tight marker. He's, yeah. he's your, your all the full backs now. Of course he is. He's yeah. exactly what you want. It was, a, it was a compliment I was looking for, not an insult, mm. put it that way. No, no, um, great stuff, Mike. Yeah. No. Yeah. Look, the, Rory, it's been mentioned a few times now, and like at this point, like Limerick are without a win. Okay, they got a draw against in the home of their nearest neighbours, which is which isn't a bad result, but it's not a win. Even if they beat Offaly next, you know, in the next day, which they're likely to do, they have four weeks off. And then it's Cork away, Waterford home, Tip at home, Clare away, with one week off in the middle there. Um, like this. You know, you're putting a lot of faith in training games here, and I know they blood. They tried to blood a lot of players, and you have to. There's a balancing act between the two things, but like John Kiley's now saying, I we're, we're focusing on the championship, and that is a funny thing for him to say. It's probably all he can do at this stage. I think they have no choice, really. They look. Oh yeah, no, it's obviously it's logical, yeah, but for him to actually yeah, say it, you know what yeah. I mean. But they, they, with all due respect, they will beat awfully, um, and then they're. <clears throat> basically you know it's just heads down then and just try and get ready for championship from there but um before the when we started at the very beginning of the year with the podcasts jackie was on with us if you remember mikey and i was saying look do i see the gap to limerick being as insurmountable as the gap was to jackie's great kilkenny team at the beginning of the year mm. you remember that and i said i didn't and, and there was a few reasons in my head for that. The first thing was, I think, by and large, and we saw a little bit of it last night as well, with Shane making the point in and around Dublin, but I don't think Limerick are actually too dissimilar either. They found one or two, um, Cahill O'Neill and Colin Coughlin, fair enough. But if you looked at the Limerick team that took to the field in the 2017 qualifier against Kilkenny, which was John Kiley's first year in charge, 
I think I was do I was looking at it there this morning. There's eleven. There's eleven of the starting fifteen that will probably take to the field in their first round of the championship against Cork. Now, that's only five years ago, but five years in inter-county hurling is an awful long time now. Mm. Um, so it's the same players by and large. Fantastic players. Absolutely. Some of the best, like, right? The other side of it then is the kind of game that they play is a very abrasive and it's a very physical game. That takes its toll. It takes its toll mentally and it takes its toll physically. I would still make them hot favourites, not hot favourites, but I'd still make them favourites to win the All-Ireland. Where I felt that teams might close the gap is that just a little bit of wear and tear, with a little bit of wear and tear upstairs and a little bit of wear and tear on the body will allow teams to get it that little bit closer. I think we saw certainly yesterday in Waterford, one of those teams, I think Cork could probably get up to that level as well. I think the really interesting thing for everybody is I think their form has probably blown the Hurling Championship a little bit more open than what we all originally thought. I think we're in for a fantastic championship as a result. And um, I think Munster is going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> I mean, it's just like Munster. I mean, like you pick three teams that are going to come out of Munster now, you know, like mm. it's just... It's, it, I, I think what it does, their farm has actually opened the door, created a little glint of light for everybody else. I would still back them to turn it around because I think they have shown it in the past. And um, there's a lot of really strong characters in that dressing room. But it is hard. Like, it is hard to keep going to the well over and over. Like you have to remember, they're, they, they could be going for five in a row yeah. had they not had a bit of a bum start against Kilkenny in the 2019 season. Or an umpire had spotted a touch of the Kilkenny So this is how yeah. long this is how long these guys have been on the go now and um, I know a lot of them are still very very young but they have a lot of hurling done and you saw what happened with Dublin last year sometimes the engine can just start to seize at a time when you least expect it. Yeah they, they you know there was a talk about how many players they were you know looking at but you look at the team that was put out there in Cusick Park it was pretty you know it was Close to as strong as it could be, I suppose. A couple of notable absentees, but like it was a very strong team. Um, Kyle Hayes wasn't there, obviously, and Peter Casey's missing. Um, but it's a strong team, and it just got me thinking that like certain teams do try and blood new players in the league. Um, you know, Tipperary are an obvious example, and Kilkenny have used twenty nine, and then others don't. Like obviously, it's quite clear that Dublin and Wexford are trying to, you know. The kind of hone the team that they have and maybe the first 22, 20 or 21 players and they're not too worried beyond that. Mm. Both are kind of fraught with danger. Like you might find one or two, obviously, if you spread the net wide or you could be like Limerick where you're back to your your core team before you're in your penultimate game. And then the the risk for Dublin and Wexford is obvious as well that, you know, you know, one or two key players go down in the first round of the championship and you're scratching around a bit. Yeah, it's a hard enough one, Mike. And, and I suppose that's look at that's the beauty of where John Kiley is coming from, in that he's everything bagged in terms of a manager and <laughs> put a little pressure on them on the sideline so he can. And but you would say that not too many. Carl O'Neill, I would say, has maybe grown into this type of player. We're just studying him yesterday on the TV now. I think he's really getting up on the physical stakes. He's really yeah. settling into it. Colin Coughlin, yes, and huge potential. Will he get his place in front of a Kyle Hayes there? So much competition in that back line. It's very difficult. O'Neill, I think missing Peter Casey, Mike, is a key thing for them. He's, he's sort of the corner forward that comes out 
to kind of centre forward and the centre forward goes Roman Keane obviously and very hard to replace a guy uh, of Peter Casey's he's hurling mag- brain he's got that magic hasn't he hurling brain like, as well Rory. he's yeah. a ferocious hurling brain like he sees things that other lads I've seen him since he was 17 he's he's a ferocious hurling brain and see he, he wouldn't have been that heralded like you know mm. but the role he was playing you see is crucial to the overall so that's the one thing that's it's, it's hurting him and you're right then you'd be saying Matty Kenny got a fit of bringing on subs when they were 10 points down Saturday night and you're saying why, why? Well, maybe he's right because he needs to have a look but is it late now to be having a look mm. no, they're probably it's a little unfair feet. on them isn't it you know? yeah but like look if you were Dublin though as well you see Matty's in his fourth year nothing's been won bar the Walsh Cup you're under pressure to try and maybe get to a league final or, you know, um, really know what your best 15 stroke 18 is for the leash game in the championship. And it's different strokes for different folks. Like, you know, you Claire have done a fair bit of experimenting and most of it was forced on, on yeah. Brian, you know, because he was missing lads. And, and funnily enough, Shane Meehan now seems to be a regular, like, you know, and we all knew the potential of Shane Meehan. Yeah. So that's, it, look, Colin where Bonner, was Mark Rogers? Where was Mark Rogers yesterday? Hurt his knee in the in the Fitzgibbon semi-final for UL in extra time, Roy. He was a bit so, of a find. How bad is that Rogers, knee injury? Rogers, you know? Well, Rogers has been more heralded than me and even, you know. He, yeah. He, he was how bad is the injury? How, how bad is the injury? I think, I think he's, he'd be out for about four weeks. So Ooh. would have him, he won't play against Galway, I'd say, but he, he'd be right for championship is what the, the okay. talk on the ground is. But yeah, you could do with him more playing and... All of a sudden, Clare seemed to have options because of this. Patrick Crotty mm. and Shanahan didn't come on yesterday and he came on against Offaly made a difference. So it's amazing how when it's thrown at you like that, uh, Colin Bonner, different ball game. He had to come in and start spinning guys in and out. And, and Crotty's great, Dalo. I love a fellow with the socks up. Socks I think. Up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's real old it's real old school like yeah, you know, he's killed Kenny blood in him yeah. a few scars in the back of my head from his old lad and his uncles and all that back in the 90s they were, they were tough scarf tough um, but yeah he's a real you know throwback in these go yeah. for everything and uh, yeah. yeah it's great it's, look it's, it's been great Robin Monsey fellas like that fellas if you ask me to start of the year would these guys be starting in league games and you know playing against Limerick and getting a draw it's not a hope like, yeah. I'd say so yeah. it's amazing you know giving their head and let them at it and maybe it's might be the way to go we were we were talking about Watford in that in that respect Roy last week just about how the amount of injuries they'd had over the last few years means that particularly in the backs they, you know they've, they've they've almost got a back line of people who played centre back at some point in the last couple of seasons and it's showing um, they weren't quite as tight as you might have expected in the first half against Tipperary but the second half I was I was busy. My wife was working yesterday, so I was I was minding a lot of children yesterday. So I was catching snatches of hurling where I could. And unfortunately, the bit I caught was what the second half of Waterford and Tipperary, which was it, was it wasn't the half of hurling to get yesterday, Rory. I don't think. But Waterford, when they switch gears, mother of God, yeah, I, I, that's the, that's exactly the phrase when they switched gears. Like I watched this one really closely because I'm fascinated by Waterford for a few reasons. You know, I, 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 I just, I'd have a good feeling about them. I think they've got all the right pieces in place now. They've got a very good panel. They have a fantastic management team. I think their conditioning is tops. I mean, the hits they were putting in yesterday on, and they were giving and taking. Um, you know, like they've obviously spent a lot of time in the gym. I would say over the last six, seven months, and for the first ten or fifteen minutes. They kind of spluttered and stuttered their way, you know, and Tip actually got a good foothold in the game. Like Tip were nine, nine, three or nine, four up after mm. about, and mm. within the blink of an eye, 
the game was the level. And I mean, and Waterford just decided, bang, next thing, Stephen, Stephen one, Bennett. 1-6 one, one without reply, I think, was one, it? Got 1-6 without reply. Mm. And after that, effectively, the, con- the game's contest was over. Um, and, like, you know, the, the, the quality of their play. They still have Jamie Barron and maybe one or two more to come back in. Don't know what the story is one with Jamie more. Barron. Yeah, Austin yeah. Gleeson, Desi Hutchinson. Yeah, Austin Gleeson, Desi um, Hutchinson, Jamie Callum Lines. Yeah, Callum Lines. I mean, Poor like, Manny. Yeah, like, like to me, they. I, I would say that's a very, very happy camp. Um, and they gave Tipperary a bit of a chastening experience there. Now, yesterday, like a ten-point win. Again, massive crowd, really good atmosphere. And as you said, Mikey, once they just decided to move up to fourth and fifth gear, Tipperary just couldn't live with them. And I yeah. think a lot of teams will struggle with what will to live with Waterford. I think they are I mean they're in they're in a very, very good place. I was singing their the defences praises last week, uh Dale, but I think I think we'd be kind of foolish not to. so far in the league, two fifteen, seven thirty-one, three twenty-one, and one twenty-eight. And that's without Desi Hutchison part like you know, that that's you know, but maybe two thirds of their championship starting six, you might yeah. think. Yeah, and like look, does there's no player in the country. It was we'd we'd have to um, include um, a couple of your forwards, Mike um, Rory O'Connor. Yeah. Um, but but Stephen Bennett is just on fire at the moment. Nearly on that goal. One sixteen. He ended up with in total was seventeen. No. One sec. One seventeen. You wouldn't get it in four games. <laughs> <laughs> Delighted with yourself. You divided up the four games. If he's in your fantasy team, you're flying it this week. Problem is, he's Landers' captain. Oh! He's all on our team. <laughs> I've just afforded. He, he, he's, he's gone. He's going to win the whole competition. Oh, Rory, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our section. Of it. He's uh, second in the overall. Like, uh, but uh, no, look. Um, even the yesterday, like Jack Prendergast's display, like you know, he talk about growing into it. The two dailies. Yeah, um, Erla was outstanding. T- yeah, like tied back at centre back. Then, like I mean, really starting to kind of find his feet now as oh, well. Yeah. Oh. Like you're saying, I slept well. There's my centre back back. Like I've probably one of the best fullbacks in the country. The competition around them is like they're going to have five subs to bring on that no one are going to have to bring on. That's that's the bottom line. They're going to have the best twenty ahead of Limerick. No, yeah. they haven't won the All Ireland since '59, so that's, that's going to be the question. Psychological because, hurdle yeah, for them. Can you get jump. over that? But yeah, they, they definitely have the squad to do it. Yeah, without a doubt, and they're um. Like they, they've kind of probably balanced it, Rory, well enough. The kind of getting a run of form, you know, they're they're going they're to make the semi-finals more than likely, and you know, kind of giving players a run because they've been in that kind of fortunate, unfortunate position where the Ballygunner Ballygunner contingent were gone at least. So, you know, he couldn't have played his first choice championship team if he wanted to. But like, I don't know why Ty Burka wasn't in or um, Austin Gleeson wasn't in the squad yesterday. Was he just rested, or maybe he had a tweak or something? But like, yeah. he's not being forced to play Ty Burke and he's or sorry, Austin Gleeson keeps saying that, and he won't like he, that. Like Liam Gall is happy enough that he's got players to use, and he's he he's got a lot of faith in probably his wider panel as well. He's an embarrassment of riches in comparison to an awful lot of teams, and like, I think the key thing, like, like to my mind, hurling ability wise. They're up there with absolutely everybody. Probably surpassed. There's a, there's a kind of there was always a kind of a swashbuckling style to Watford hurling that you know made them always very attractive. They were nearly everybody's second favorite team. Like if you go back to the Justin 
and the Ken McGrath era, they were certainly my second favourite team. Um, even even though they broke my heart plenty of times, but uh, you know, I think and and I there's a kind of a street hurling kind of a style to Waterford that's just it's it's very attractive to watch, and I think they're going to go into this championship now. I think with all the requisite tools, the the one big hurdle I think Dalo just mentioned it is that you know the, the higher up the mountain you get thinner the air becomes and just can they is that that those those final few steps that psychological burden to be that team that finally gets over the line will a league title propel them on to do that confidence um there's, there's plenty of lads in that panel that probably have league medals already so i'm not entirely sure how much stock or store Liam Cahill might put in that. I think certainly a Munster Championship. And then obviously the big one would be far more, uh, a re- would be far more the kind of targets that he'll have in mind heading into the heading into the championship. Um, he might win it, Rory. He might win it without going flat out even. Yeah. Do you know? Like, like the, 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 to me, they are a fascinating story and a fascinating subplot and they're going to be, you know, they're going to take a lot of stopping, a lot of stopping. Um, we'll finish up now shortly, or sorry, we'll finish up with Harlan now shortly, we mentioned the Camogie. Um, so we'll, we'll finish with Wexford Dale, because I know you're, you're dying to talk about Rory O'Connor. I think every time we have you on, you're um, writing love poems to him, as, as you should do, because he's he's marvellous. Mm-hmm. He got one eleven then again yesterday. And it seems, I wanted to mention this, but it seems like kind of obvious thing to say that, um, you know, living in this era of Stephen Bennett's and Patrick Horgan's and Tony Kelly's and Rory O'Connor's, we've mentioned it a few times, you can kind of almost take it for granted when a lad scores 111 because up the road in Walsh Park, a guy scored 117. And it's just like, 111 in a game of hurling is, in a game of inter-county hurling is like ludicrous. And he's not even, you know, the regular free taker and he was put on him and he did a good job of it. Like there's, there's lads out there now and they're just, I know most of them are the established free takers, which is, probably putting on 70% of their scores. But these tallies people are getting now at the moment, it's just astonishing. And he, he wasn't even, his, his brother Jack was taking the freeze. His brother or cousin, Jack and himself? They were brothers. Brothers. He, yeah. Jack was hitting the freeze early on in the league. Like, he, he was, yeah. Rory, was Rory, Rory was taking him yesterday. He got yeah. nine freeze. One of the, nine, of, nine of his points were freeze yesterday. I, but I, you know, I saw, I watched him in Ennis now against Clare. He was electric, like he was virtually unmarkable. Now, you know, the movement, the pace, and then the strength as well. And then the structure changed slightly, I think, as well. You'd have to say, like, Davey played a certain game that nearly brought them to the top of the mountain, let's face it, like, and there's so many benefits that they're taking from that now at the moment. Uh, Dara's building on that, like, we're tweaking it his own way. And I, I think a couple of their forwards are benefiting from that tweaking. He's certainly won that. And I know he did a scatter of injuries under Davey as well. He probably didn't get a chance to show off his best. He really looks to be the guy now who's... Like, for Wexford as well, like, you have to realise that, like, their marquee guy is missing, like, and won't be back to the championship in Lee Chin. Mm. So for a, another, see, this is, this is one of the things about the guy being missing, enforced, that you're not wrestling, that other lads have to stand up, like, and we all know how good Rory O'Connor potentially was, but now he's had to take on that leadership mental as well, and uh, I think he's, he's thriving in it, and you still know Chin will come back and, and be savagely effective so for, for Barry starting, Egan yeah. it's a win-win like. and they're starting to mature as well I think that 
themselves and Waterford, I think, are they're all at a very good age now as well. They look like in that mm. they're all hitting their mid twenties. You know, like in a sort of a hurling context, I would imagine that's kind of you're heading into your peak years now, physically, mentally. You know, I would imagine there's a good setup there. They kind of you know they know where they're at now in terms of you know intercounty hurling and what's required to compete and to win at the very highest level. Um, there's a maturity in their play, their approach, everything. So, yeah, I, like as as we were saying, I like I, I, if if Cork and Wexford had something on it, there would be some crackdown in Wexford Park well, in two weeks' well. time, you know. And just you know, on that as well, Mike. Just on the game, I, I think we'd have to give a mention for Offaly, mm. who find it hard, but are steadily improving. Yeah, you know? and only one goal conceded this weekend now, where the goals were going in. That's you know, two weeks very, in a row where they've yeah. had an opponent sweating with you know, 40, 50 minutes right. on the clock. Do, do you know yeah. what's very noticeable, Dalo, right? And again, look, I mean, none of us know. Well, certainly I don't. And maybe, Mike, you do. I don't know. But what we would know about conditioning and just fit the sort of physical fitness. It's nice of you to say it, Roy, but no. Yeah, right? <laughs> but I would, wouldn't, I wouldn't have the first bulls. No, and I've forgotten. But... They do seem to start games well. They stay in there in half time, and then there's a kind of a 20 25 minute fade out towards the back end. Is that basically just you know, like you need a kind of a body and a bulk of work done to be able to sustain it for the 70 oh, 80 minutes? Definitely, it is. It is, and it's you see, it's a different level. What you got away with last year coming up from 2A, and that takes time to build that score, <laughs> up, order, doesn't it? Yeah. And he's basically yeah. going young enough as well, Mike, Mike Finley. And, like he, he just he will you'll stop like but I think they're coming together, they're getting used to it and I you know Antrim will be bitterly disappointed with the way yesterday oh, went because yeah. you know dominated the play and just missed a few crucial chances down the stretch and they look like now they're nailed on to meet Offaly but and how massive a game will that be? But then of course you're looking ahead to the Joe McDonough so it's fascinating down the levels as well isn't it? Yeah, no one wants to go back down to to a. Right, so that's a massive game, but is the Joe McDonough game going to be a bigger game when they meet? Yeah, yeah, meet the final yeah, again of it, so yeah. not dismissing anyone else. There's a lot of teams going well. Normally yeah. be down, I would say, down. What a victory in, in Mullingar yesterday for them and as Kerry well. So, are yeah, it's, it's and Kerry, yeah, but the Mighty Boys just back in now as well. So it's it's that'll be fascinating as well. But um, that league playoff, which looks likely to occur, we obviously they have a round each to go, but uh, um, hopefully, yeah, I think beginning to learn to live with it, yeah. Um, but whether they get a chance to live with it again next year now it will be it will be a very interesting game unfortunately relegation playoffs are always fascinating because it's real skin and hair stuff and it's, it's not you know, yeah it's um right uh rory the the club uh camogie final took place again uh mm. poor old owlers their um their reign was i think what was it 10 weeks um they had the misfortune yeah. of coming up against the team they beat in the lad in the 2020 final um in 2021 it all gets a bit confusing but either way look sarsfields of galway won out in in a fairly high score well 312 to 4-5 um as we were saying before we came on here here it's it's very difficult to when the team has revenge on their mind if you're not at 100 percent, you're gonna have a hard day of it aren't you yeah and and from the very off sars just seemed to be very switched in i mean <clears throat> i know the scoreline was a three or four points in the end, probably not a re- fair reflection. Um, and in fairness to Colin Sunderland afterwards, the Owl Art manager, he mentioned as much, um, unless he's got a late goal, really, that was kind of consolation stuff. And maybe 
made a small bit of a liar out of the scoreboard in that, you know, I think SARS were much, were very well worth their win over the 60, 65, 66 minutes. Um, the McGrath sisters just ran the show. Uh, Orla from centre forward, I thought was absolutely outstanding. Um, I know, I know, is it Siobhan who was playing full forward who mm. got the one? She she ended up at one seven or one six or something. Uh, probably grabbed some of the, grab a lot of the 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 headlines. But I just thought Arla was absolutely outstanding. They were just on it from the very get go. They got themselves into a fairly comfortable lead from early on, from which they never really looked back. Um, Olart couldn't kind of like. I mean, they were playing Ursula and. Una inside, like kind of a two, two player full forward line, didn't really get enough ball into them, and they just Una actually did score two goals, which by her standards is probably not that many, but yeah, still, she yeah, still got yeah, two goals yeah, in all yeah. her final. They just couldn't really get their hands on enough ball around around the middle to start to get that better supply line in, and um, yeah, you couldn't you you couldn't take anything away from Sars, and mm. very very well deserving winners on the day and fair play and like it's amazing actually yeah um, you know one household what can one household can effectively do i was about to say dale it's amazing isn't it hopper his four daughters there's something about these goals like thomas is of course are you know famously you know made up of about 90 percent burks etc but like there there's something remarkable when a team like is just so not reliant that's not fair but is so inspired by by one family and as we always say in the GA, the conversations around the kitchen table, et cetera, et cetera. But it must have been remarkable in their house yesterday morning, you'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah, and probably the the house party tonight when, when the pubs finally closed down in New Inn and Boulogne. Could be good in the McGraths, I'd say. Ah, look, sure. Yeah. Um, Hopper was a great player, great leader, warrior. Like he'd take you on. We're on about forwards getting tougher now. I've, Hopper had a fair bit of what they had. Did you mark <laughs> him? Did you ever mark oh, him? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A good yeah. few times. And club, we saw us playing in the club. Yeah. And I had a brief involvement with him there last year. just couldn't commit to it, unfortunately. But you, you know it's a special club, lads. You know, they just the facilities. And it's, you know, two, as he said last night, two national schools. Big rural kind of parish, you know. Mm. And, and, but they're, they're a special club. There's no doubt about that. And uh, yeah, Hopper. Might have been he might have been uh, dying for the boy at one stage to come out uh, a bit like myself, but you should be you'll be glad of him as well when you see him growing yeah. up and and producing. My ladies now will hardly make it to Crow Park. They might get there for the set dancing or something, but um, no, <laughs> you know they're 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 great players, aren't they? They're just brilliant players yeah. and they're, they're outstanding and yeah, tough on Owlert as well. A very hard to beat a team that's probably every bit as good as you again in a mm. massive match again. What was it seventy six days later? Um, so. Yeah, two great teams. Um, yeah, Ursula will be a bit sore this morning, but sure, look, they've they've had great careers as well, like haven't they? Just Brilliant career, phenomenal county and club. Like I great guess players. The, the fear there, Rory, is that like there's a fair few miles on the clock. All those Ireland players it. were probably hanging around to try and do the two in a row, and like they they owe nobody nothing. <laughs> but um, you yeah, wonder if they might a few of them might hang up the hurls now. Yeah, yeah, it's a pity in one sense in that like there was kind of a little bit of a mini rivalry starting to develop between themselves, Sars and, um, and Schlock Neil. Schlock Neil had done three in a row before being de- dethroned by Sarsfields. And then Olart went and beat Sarsfields and now Sars have turned the tables on them. And you would imagine Schlock Neil will come storming back into it because they were obviously in the semi-final. But um, yeah, like what you would hope against hope is that 
what happened to Wexford Camogie at inter-county level doesn't happen to Owlart, you know, in that they just sort of fall off a map completely. And I don't think they will, because I think from, I mean, I wouldn't be very familiar with that neck of the woods, but from what Ursula tells me and from what people from down that neck of the woods would say is like, like we were just mentioning earlier, but like they'd use the Hurleys to spoon the cornflakes in on the, on, uh, basically, know, like, yeah. 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 I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a way of life. So I wouldn't, yeah, it'll probably mean a change in the guard and they might have to rebuild again but I wouldn't exactly see them being down too long. No. All right. Well, uh, we'll let you head off now. Then He's getting away without away. talking about Cork, Mike. What? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Keep, yeah. Keep, keep it quiet. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, top of the table. Can't, can't, can't talk about it. We did mention in relation to, you know, themselves and Wexford having a nothing match in a couple of weeks. So look, we'll talk about it now. When we get to the Wexford, the Wexford uh, Cork League final now. We'll, 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 we'll devote a show to that. Um, they'll let you go in and do some bench presses. You're able to change yeah. to get the nut off your wheel the next time you need to. And <laughs> Rory, we'll see you on Thursday for a no football matter. preview. We show. look forward to the football. Uh, exactly. Thanks, everybody. See Cheers, you guys. guys. by winning the last two matches on the road and that's not going to be taken away from us. But what I love in Hurling, I love players that will never give in. He hits it! He hits it! 